Stories connect us as humans. A well-told story can motivate and inspire us. Storytelling is the ultimate superpower. Be The Drop is a weekly podcast that investigates how to tell stories that engage. Join me, Amelia Veal, on our shared journey to become better storytellers. In episode 228, leadership coach and mentor Nadia Rennie discusses how we can allow ourselves to thrive by aligning with our values. She explains how to live an intentional and conscious life by honouring your feelings and meeting your needs. Nadia shares advice and tips to help you live with intention and purpose. This is Nadia's version of Be The Drop. 2021 Reframed is a podcast miniseries delivered over episodes 227 to 230. The series delivers insights and tools to help you reboot your mindset and live your best life. Each of the four fabulous guests have provided a downloadable resource so you can build further on the tips they provide. Click the link in the show notes or visit the Narrative Marketing blog for more details. Oh my gosh, Nadia, thank you so much for joining me for our next episode of Be The Drop. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for asking me. Uh, Look, I am really looking to delving into what we've got to talk about today. We're looking at resetting, recharging, realigning for getting ourselves kickstarted for 2021. We were talking yesterday about how 2020 was a pretty full on year, lots of stuff happening that was outside of our control. And it would be a really great idea to start 2021 looking inwards and looking at the things we can control and, and how we can do that. And so, of course, I wanted to speak to you as such an incredible expert in helping us with tools and ideas to do that. But before we get started and before we dive into that, I'd love to know a little bit about Nadia and your journey. And so to help us understand that, you've got an item that you're going to describe for us. You know, this is such a beautiful question. And it was really funny. I wouldn't have had a clue what my item of significance was until you asked me. Uh, Like I was thinking, well, surely, you know, you could mention your favourite earrings or your favourite dress or your favourite photo of your kids or something. I thought, you know, it's funny. I'm not attached to things, but there was something that I found really symbolic um, and it's my sister's jewellery box. Um, And she passed away eight years ago. I wouldn't even say I'm attached to it, but I find it utterly precious. When I lift the lid, which is not a lot, it literally smells like her, reminds me of her. It, those rings are in the top of that box in her order. So it's, the, it's not even the rings. It's not even the box. It's just the energy, the fact that I know that's a, one of the things that she last touched or, you know, last ordered. And so, and I'm not even attached to it. I just love it. I find it utterly precious. Yeah, and I think that story is so beautiful and such a fantastic representation of, of the loveliness that is you, Nadia. So what a and, and and I love that you're talking about energy and frequency and connection with your sister. Because for you, it's not, as you say, it's not around the item or the things, but it is about those items and things being a reminder and a connection and carrying your sister's energy and your ability to 
maintain connection with that. And also, I think really leads us so well into what we're going to be talking about and how we can look about what are our values and how we can align in that. So let's start with that. You know, we're saying we want to reframe, reset 2021. We've got Lots that will probably continue to go on that is outside of our control. We're in an international time of upheaval. Um, So how do we centre ourselves in that? How do we come back inwards um, and go, okay, so it may be another year of unrest, but I want to realign and I want to thrive and feel good about myself in that space. So there's a few things that... 2020 is the year of upheaval and um, feeling out of control and it needed to be. I mean, you couldn't do a global pandemic any other way. So there's no, you know, I don't see that as a flaw. I see that um, as an experience and therefore it's going to bring out the best and worst in all of us at some point and that's okay or a little bit of both or more of one than the other and that's totally fine. But to be honest, I think 2020, when I say reset, what I think we need to do is become self-aware. And so from my perspective, values aren't fixed and permanent things. They change. So when you fall in love, your values change. When you want to get a promotion, your values change. If you want to get fit, again, your values change. So I think what you have to do is kind of become, we all need to do a little bit of a, uh, maybe a reconciliation process or a reset process where we write down, okay, what did I learn from 2020? What did I love about it? What did I not love about it? And then based upon that now, what do I value? And so you got, might say, well, I actually value spending more time with my kids. I realise how much time I spend in travel and that doesn't suit me anymore. So I'm actually going to cut out the travel or cut 20% of the travel off and keep that connection with my kids. What I don't love is homeschooling. I'm never going to homeschool my kids again or <laughs> whatever. So I think what we have to do is we really do need to spend time in reflection. Pen and paper, you need to get a book and you need to write down what you now know. So reflecting is all the good and all the bad, right? And sitting in that space where you don't have a judgment upon it, you just now have lots of information to go, all right, now, now I'm going to use what I know to change the way I live. You need to have, it's like going to the gym. Imagine you want to get fit. And the more you practice and the more you train, the better you get, what, three, six, nine months? Boom, you've got yourself some fitness, right? We need to think about personal growth exactly the same way or any sort of personal transformation in exactly the same way. Oh, it does. And I and I love how you, you're using those examples to provide a context for it as well because self-awareness can be this sort of, gray and it's hard to drown out noises of other people's desires other people's wants expectations cultural expectations there's all these things that we've got in our mind and we're like is that me is that really me is that what I think so then I suppose maybe if you could explain that more you know this confusion around self and self-awareness and how do we you know go through that process of knowing ourselves better Well, I'll tell you why I think one of the reasons people are a bit scared of self-awareness or it gets a bit too uh, abstract for people, and I think it's actually avoidance. Just like the gym, if you've been unfit, smoking cigarettes maybe, put on a few 10 kilos, having a few drinks, eating McDonald's every Friday night, the idea of CrossFit is utter torture. You Nobody sits at that point going, woohoo, I'm going to go to CrossFit and I'm going to change my life and I've got no judgment in any of those things. But if you haven't been taking care of yourself and all of a sudden you're going to go to an elite form of training, it's terrifying. And so it should be. Personal growth and transformation or intentional living or living consciously is exactly the same. In fact, I think it's worse. And I'll tell you why. 
because when we sit down to be uh, to do self-awareness we have to go you're going to have to figure out what you're what you've done well and what you haven't so sitting there to somebody uh who's not feeling great or had a really tough year and going all right let's be self-aware can be u- uber confronting because um you you're gonna have to face some things about yourself that might be ugly now what i want to say is is you have to sit down and make space it's like training so if you're going to train 45 minutes or an hour three times a week then do self-awareness one hour three times a week you need a routine and a structure and so or, or you might spend half a day or you might spend two hours with a notepad and a pen so in my practice or with any client i always say to them the first key to all transformation is self-awareness and the question you need to ask yourself all day every day is how do i feel and what do i need how do i feel and what do i need now that's just daily that's daily so if you're tired right now and you've you've got like really exhausted you just don't feel well and you've got like a you know a jog booked in i would say is that what your body really wants to do is that what you feel and you might like go no but it doesn't matter i have to do it I have to do it now why like why isn't your body trying to communicate to you and you'd be like yeah but i'm like well when could you do the jog again you might go well i could do it later today i said why don't you have a rest and then maybe do the jog later and of course just this simple reset can transform people's lives Absolutely. I love that you're breaking it down. You're making it approachable and making it seem easier, you know, and set yourself, like, and I often say this, every skill takes practice. Set yourself time to practice, feel comfortable moving into that. So, you know, if people go through this process of self-awareness and reflection, identifying the good and the bad, where do they take that? How do they evolve with that? What what can be? How can that be used to shape? Yeah, great question. And so then, this is what I would say: is we rub out the bad. So we write down all the good and the bad. Um, we flip the page over, rip it out, chuck it in the bin. It's done. We got it out. We've purged it. No need to think on it now because if you go, you have to acknowledge it. So I always do a reconciliation process. You have to face the truth. You have to own where you're at and what you've done. Not for long. Don't dwell. It doesn't do any good. But if you don't, and I often used to say to people, just skip ahead and focus on what we have. But I noticed there'd be too much energy and guilt and remorse or regret or pain. So I thought, all right, we'll quickly go back. And we'll re- reconcile whatever this was for you. Let's let's make sure not to bring it forward, but just to full stop it. So that's just the sign off. Rip it out of the book, burn it, do whatever you need to do, let it go. Now we focus on, only focus on, now based upon what I know, what do I want and how do I want to feel? And now this is where we get to cast our mind forward. We need to let go of our past because there is no power in our past, only in the moment. And so we let go of that past and we focus We focus on what we want. So I want to feel free. I want more peace 2021. All right. So, so then we start working out the attributes. And I would literally write down how you always want to feel, not what it looks like. People, goals to me are ridiculous. We write goals in as visuals like this amount of money, what we want to do is we want to go okay how do I want to feel for 2021 and so for example if you felt out of control for 2020 um, then you might want to feel safe and at peace with 2021 no matter what happens what a noteworthy and beautiful goal now should that have a physical outcome attached to it no could you say what would make you do that physically like will it be a car a job no not particularly it's a state of being it's a state of mind then based upon that we start carving out our 
maybe our weekly life plan, which goes bushwalks every week or the beach every week. So freedom is one of the values, your newfound values. You, you might put the beach, you, put it, you make a commitment to yourself to go to the beach, rain, hail or shine once a week because you're looking for the feeling of freedom, which exists, by the way, without the beach, it, with your eyes closed right now. But what a great memory, like what a great gym, an emotional gym, the beach can be for your freedom. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. And as you're talking, I'm going, well, this explains exactly why your item of significance was not a thing because it's not about that. It's about the feeling and the feeling that really stood out to you is the connection with your sister. So, and the other thing that, so there's a couple of points in there I just wanted to maybe get you to explain a little bit more. You know, you were talking about that understanding your feelings and your emotions and what you want to feel as that part of defining and developing your values, you know, help redefining those new values. Can you explain that a little bit more? Because I think we talk about values and particularly in business, we use the words values a lot, but what does that mean? You know, and I loved how you're connecting it there with how you want to feel. Businesses are different. So usually a, a company's values are based upon its either its leadership team, its founders, its CEO. Um, values for a company should be like a beacon of drawing the right types of people to your organisation. But they they always do need to be in, uh, to be evolved, and you do need to interrogate them as a company to make sure that you actually live them, because a lot of companies have wonderful values, and I'm not sure if you lift up the lid, there's too many people actually living them or living them fully. So that's one thing I would say. And again, no judgment on that, but it's a it's a big task to live and to adhere to your values personally, let alone as an organisation. Now, as as a human being, literally every time we go through grief or separation or trauma our values change or love or you know birth or because because as we evolve as do our values so again you do really need to know what you value and you should do this so instead of a new year's resolution it should be a new year's overhaul where you figure out what you now value and put some intention into 21 2021 and listen i don't want us to ever justify what we want by saying yeah but i'll pay it forward that's that's especially women women have got to stop doing that we (laughs) and secondly this notion that self-love is selfish baffles me and i get it a lot because you know me i'm the champion bang on about self-love all the time self-love is the single most compassionate humanitarian thing you could do for the world imagine if every single human being just now in this moment loved themselves as they are in their skin right now with their money in their relationship whatever their life experience was there would be no war there would be no crime there would be no need for drugs you know and all violence so we have to stop thinking of self-love as egotistical now let me ask you this. All right, so 2021 is the year of Amelia. Great. So what, 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 what is that? Mean? Um, this is going to be a session now. Sorry, this is what we're doing. So it's good because people will get it. <laughs> you can thank me later or punch me in the face, all right? One or the other. Uh, but, but what I want to say to you is, so based upon that, what does Amelia first really mean? Do you need time alone? So is that do you hunger or long for 
um, space to be with yourself? Do you need to read books? Do you need to go traveling? Yeah. So the value, yes, some time alone is good. Um, but also time to go through the sorts of things we've been talking about to like, I mean, even just what you said earlier, the, the month, the daily mantra, what do I feel? What do I need? Or what do I need? What do I feel? Um, just a reminder because, you know, I've got two kids, but then it's around, okay, so carve out that time where I put my needs in there and go, yes, some of it might be alone time. So jogging is my, you know, go for a jog and, you know, creating space for my creativity. Um, did that answer the question? Yeah, no, and perfect. And so what I'll show you is that, and what I wanted to, why I'm using you to do this or, or because to show you, so first of all, what you're going to need to do is map out some weekends away, book them already now. So if you want to, if we want to make a difference, we've got to commit to that. And so if you say, I'm going to have, I'm going to work out my year's calendar. I'm going to work out which school holidays I'll take with the kids, but I'm going to work out some time alone and where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do in that time. Setting an intention for how I want to feel. I'm going to put in, is jogging enough? Can I, is it, does it, do I have a hankering with my work? Can I go to an event that might stimulate me? Can I take myself off to a couple of work events that I've always wanted to go to that I've never invested in? Is there, are there a few things I can do? So when we reflect and we ask, what do I want? What do I need? There should be a list of things that you want and need. The real commit, the, the idea is, is that you sign up, commit, say yes now, because you're up against yourself 2021, January 1. And guess what? If you go back to work and do nothing, then guess what? Same shit, different year, just worse because now you're a little bit sillier because you're repeating a pattern. You know, one of the biggest things I've said to people to transform their lives is to change the way they speak about themselves or treat themselves. Uh, so you've, that's why it's critical that you know what it is that, that you're doing well at and you know what it is that you're not. And again, you don't do everything at once. Pick one thing. Pick one thing, start with one thing, uh, and what would that be? And, and uh, you give it the smallest amount of time. And then if you don't commit to it, there's two reasons. You either pick the wrong thing or you don't deserve the transformation. So you've got a worth issue that you need to go and get help with, right? So I don't, there's no, so in, in my line of work, we transform, rain, hell or shine, kicking or screaming, angry, sad, jealous, stupid, whatever. We're transforming. It's happening. I don't care what resistance you have. Yeah, it's not really optional. If you work with me, it's not really optional. We're all in or we're all out. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, I love it. I'd love to. I think it's brilliant. I, I think then my thing is, though, if we want to take ourselves through personal transformation, how do we channel Nadia for ourselves? Like how do we go, right, I'm on this bus. I'm still I'm screaming. I'm kicking. I'm just going to stay on it anyway. How do we keep ourselves on the bus? So, so let's walk, if we were, if I were to write this down, the first step is, uh, is acceptance. You have to accept your life right now. So when you're on the bus, no, no kicking, screaming and crying, meaning what is done is done. Good, bad, ugly, it's done. We need to just accept where we are and actually say yes to where we are rather than no, it's not fair, it's not right. When we say no, we suffer. If we go yes, not meaning yes, it's awesome necessarily, but yes, it is. We also can't put our, we can't make our worth, we can't put our worth in somebody else's hands. What do you, whatever you do or don't do to me, whatever you say or don't say to me, doesn't decide how I feel about myself. I decide. Yes, it hurts, but I decide, right? Yeah. So once you care about how you feel, you care about what you do, you know you're a good person, you know you're whatever it is, 
then you, you start to sleep better. You start to have more peace, right? So I would definitely say that, you know, when you get on the bus, it's self-acceptance of where you are, what you've done, why you're here. I would say go easy on yourself in the way in which you treat yourself. And I would also say there's nothing you can't do. And, you, and our job is to meet our needs as best we can with what we've got. And that, by the way, when you live like that, that's how you cultivate self-worth. Because you're never, it's, your life is not about everyone else. You're not living through your children. You're living first and foremost through you. And then you're giving of, you know, you fill yourself up and then you can give, right? That's the way to do it. When you do it the other way, which might have been your 2020, give, 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 dead. And then realise that what did I do all that for? That was so stupid and pointless. And the, and the way you do that is you literally go, what, what do I now know? And what will I never do because of that? What will I never, ever, ever do because of this situation? And the worse it is, the more powerful the transformation opportunity or potential. So I always say when shit hits the fan and you're falling from the sky, you've got to, you're either going to crash and burn and repeat that lesson and fall to the ground. We sh- you should probably crash and burn, but you get an opportunity to rise and reinvent yourself or you will rise and probably repeat the pattern. One or two. Nadia, thank you so much for joining and sharing so generously your incredible insights. I want to finish up with your be the drop tip. So that's your top tip for communication that motivates and inspires. So when we're talking about, you know, this self-worth and our values, how can we use those values to help change the lives of others and, you know, really motivate and inspire? So there's two things I, I kind of how I might answer this uh, question today. And again, I think you could ask me this in a month, but I have a different answer. It's one of those beautiful questions. But um, first of all, I think what we really need to understand is that everybody really is trying to do the best they can with what they've got. And what I mean by that is I've worked with hundreds of people, actually potentially thousands, I have lost count. And not all of them have been nice people. Many of them have been not very nice people. And they all make perfect sense to me. Because once you understand somebody and you know where they come from, everybody makes sense, even when they do awful things. It makes sense. You can see where they lost their way. You can see the, you know, you can see the pattern. So what I would I say to people, if we want to impact each other and if we want to live a conscious life, we need to stop this divided, separate mindset. We need to adapt to this. We are all connected. We're all humans. We're all born babies. We're all born innocent. Um, You know, we're made into whatever we are through our own beliefs and our conditioning. But we are all one, and I, so that's empathy and connect, connection is how I think you should, we should all communicate first and foremost. So we remember that no one's better than you or worse than you. We're all actually equal no matter what. That's, the, to me, the starting place of all humans. But then I would say the next evolution on that, if you really want to inspire people and if you really want to connect to people, then you have to speak from inside out, not from outside in, which means I'm trying to please you. I don't care if you like me, but I can feel what I want to say. I know what I'm feeling and I'm going to honour it because that's actually what, that's what anyone who takes our breath away, a musician or an artist or an actor even, they, they, they bring something from inside themselves and they share it with us. They are not scripted 
uh, there's, there's a frequency in essence, a uniqueness to them as well. And that's what we find so attractive. And often what we do is copy that person, but we miss the point in copying that person. They, what we love about them is their authenticity, their genuine and pure authenticity, because they spoke the truth as they see and feel it from inside out. I noticed that in so many workplaces, people are so frightened and so stifled to say what they really think. Uh, and, and there's so much wealth inside every single person and everybody's perspective counts and is valid and important. And that's not, you don't need to, don't wait for somebody to give it to you. Say what you know and what you believe in and honour that. And that's how we truly inspire people. Oh, beautiful. I knew your answer was going to impress me and I loved it. Thank you so much, Nadia. So good. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's always good to see you, beautiful Amelia, and I hope that 2021 is your best year yet. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. This is a Narrative Network podcast.